5: Gee, senor! Dimly lit room deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. It's our last real, live, normal show of the year. Today, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. We got two choices. Choice number one. The searing frustration of voicelessness. The searing frustration of what?
6: Voicelessness.
5: Feeling like you have no voice. Oh, I thought you said weightlessness. I know that would
6: be weird, but, but I don't feel like not, I'm dealing with that. No, oh, God. That's the last thing I'm dealing with. Oh, my Lord. I stepped on the scale today. I thought, do I have a bowling ball in my pocket? Forgot that was there. Good Lord. It's
5: funny you said that because I need to. I was going to check the calibration on my scale when I got home because if it's if it's accurate, huh. it's the highest number I've had in years. Years. Fact. Well, it's, uh, I wonder if it's related to all the eating I've been doing lately. Hmm, I'll have to ponder that. And in my case, add in the drinking. That's why I think weighing yourself is so good. And I know a lot of people don't believe in weighing yourself, but... The, oh, you the, must! The great thing about weighing yourself, of man, the, the scale does not lie. I mean, you can convince yourself, "Yeah, I ate a lot," but and I didn't eat that much earlier in the day. So, well, and I took a walk with the dog, <laughs> right, so well, I right. probably broke about even. <laughs> right, and the scale yeah. say,
6: <laughs> get, "Get that ass out of here!" <laughs> yeah. I don't want to hear
5: it. Exactly, that's what the scale did to me because I was at Red Robin last night. And uh, among other things that I yesterday stopped at the donut shop on the way home and the scale says to me, "Do you remember this? Do you remember these things? Have you lost your mind? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Much like the origin of World
6: War I, Jack in which seemingly inconsequential factors led toward a terrible result I hurt my back. I've got a social calendar last two weeks reminiscent of Paris Hilton in the 90's. <laughs> Night after night and last night, night after I thought, night. Night after night. Last night I thought, okay, low key night's gonna be great. I'm gonna stay home, eat something reasonable. Judy and the girls were getting together her friends to celebrate their the December birthdays and it's like four o'clock I get a text from one of my friends. Hey, the girls are getting together, why don't we go out to eat? Well what am I gonna say? No? So right. <laughs> I went out to eat. It turns out the night fellas had in mind night after night a, a bit of a dinner, then a pub crawl. Oh, there let's you go, go ahead and have a pint of Guinness at like every Irish, English, Welsh, Scottish themed bar in the tri-state area. So, oh, golly. Oh, golly. golly, golly. I mean, it wasn't a, a, a poop show like those things can be because sipping Guinness, you're just not going to get drunk. No, I've I mean, unless it. you hammer it down. Well, I don't know. You got to go black and
5: tan. It's pretty hard to just drink Guinness and get hammered. You got to go black and tan. Yeah. So, well, thankfully, I didn't. Uh,
6: and I feel fabulous. Uh, sharp as a tack this morning, just fat as a hog. <laughs> Do you have good bartenders?
5: Good bartenders making either the harp or the clover in the foam. That's that's when you know you got a, a good thing going there. N- no, Love no, that. there are no no harps nor clovers. That's that's when I know I'm being treated right yeah well we weren't we were treated wrong well, <laughs> evidently, I did seem fine at the time. we were at a restaurant last night. It was not the restaurant I mentioned earlier. obviously, we were at a different restaurant. We must have gone to two restaurants <laughs> anyway um, uh, we're sitting there, and Henry was convinced he saw one of the waitresses drink out of a milkshake before she bought it around the corner and took it to the table. <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> That is so Larry David, so Seinfeld. Yeah, actually, it is very Larry David. (laughs) Did you see that? Did you see her take a drink out of that shake? I can't eat this. I paid for this. (laughs) Now I'm buying her a shake? (laughs) So yesterday, the Senate voted unanimously, which they never vote unanimously anything, on something they're calling the No TikTok on Government Devices Act. Well, that's a pretty good name. Uh, I wish all of our legislation was named as <laughs> yeah. clearly as that, because, like, the oh. Reduce Inflation yeah. Act was about <sighs> green energy, or, you know, right. it's often nothing to do with whatever the... But the No TikTok on Government Devices Act is exactly what it sounds like, and the Senate voted unanimously. Now, it's up to the House to pick it up, and we'll see how they vote, but that's where the Senate is on TikTok. Why is it taking so long for our government to say, hey... It's horrible for you to have TikTok on your phone. So there there is as close to literally
6: no disagreement on this topic as is possible. When's the last time there was a
5: unanimous vote in the Senate other than, like, you know, some sort of resolution to declare puppies cute, you know, that sort of thing? That'd be like 98 to 2. That's true. Uh, Rand Paul would say this is not the government's business to declare puppies (laughs)
6: cute. Yeah. Some puppies are ugly. I've seen ugly puppies. Speaking of Congress, you know, the the searing frustration of voicelessness, I'm just going through all the news, and the we we're talking about the clips that we have before the show, and it's just going to be a blockbuster, folks, just really enjoyable. Um, but whether it's the exploding homeless problem, bums and junkies, whatever you want to call it, up and down the West Coast in particular... Just astonishing numbers, stories of misery, mind-boggling amounts of money being wasted, just unthinkable amounts of money being wasted, and nobody's quite sure who got it and what they did with it and where it is now. And and then you have the border situation, which again it 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 pushes the bounds of comprehension. What's happening on the border? And how little it's being discussed in most of America and certainly in the halls of Congress. I just, I was feeling the searing frustration of how can the will of the people be so completely ignored? Well, part of it I've already answered. A lot of the people are barely dimly aware of some of these problems. Or they've been so misled as to the, the, the causes and solutions that. They're not applying the pressure where it ought to be applied.
5: You know, getting back to TikTok, now this won't fix this problem when we inevitably ban TikTok in this country. It's just days away. I don't know why it's taking so long. Bernie Sanders, I think, would vote against the Puppies Are Cute Act. How can we declare puppies cute when there are middle class Americans who don't have food on their table? You know that sort of thing. <laughs> right. But right. uh unanimously voted to ban TikTok in uh, in the Senate in government devices. It's coming to everything. But will we would still be entertaining ourselves to death in different ways? And somebody te- texted yesterday, and I don't know. We don't know this yet. Is the reason, because I used to blame media bias, but is the reason that most Americans aren't don't care about the border, most Americans don't care about the debt, most Americans don't care about a variety of giant things, is we're just way too distracted and entertained. If you can look at TikTok for two hours a day and watch about a bunch of YouTube Vines before you go to bed, you just... You just don't care. You know that's an excellent point. I-, I guess that might be the great the great question of our time is is a lot of the uh, um, uh, ennui about major topics not our siloed information or our uh, in, in, uh, entrenched uh, partisanship or other, It's just we just don't we just don't we're just too entertained to care
6: you know i think both are true and you make an excellent point when we're talking about siloed information or or distorted views or whatever we're talking about the i don't know 30% of americans who are paying attention at all and got numbers high taking any role in in the republic
5: other than other than you know uh, uh, because you could make the argument that we the record turnout we had for the presidential election, look how engaged people are. One race, and, you know, most people voting tribal. <laughs> not Super high-profile tribal rights. About yeah. personalities, A not ritual. Getting, yeah. you know, pers- getting into personalities, not the issues. Yeah, in terms of, like, actual issues of the unsustainable uh, welfare programs and all this different stuff on the border, nah, that, that, I think 30% is way too high to think people are paying attention to that.
6: Now, does it count as participating in the Republic if they're sucking down the warm, buttery milk from the teat of the government? Hmm? The The takers? warm, buttery milk
5: from the teat of the government?
6: That's right. That was gross. That's the status quo, Joe. That was pretty disgusting. Speaking of Bernie and the puppies are cute (laughs) act, I hear him say, I am not in favor of this act. Puppies may be cute, but what of baby raccoons? Of kittens? We have cuteness inequality in this country.
5: And we need to do something about it. I don't know about my colleagues, but I stand for cute equity. (laughs) Exactly. We should start the show officially. Bernard Sanders. Exactly, Phil. That's the the man. Let's start the show officially. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. How did it already get to be Thursday, December the 15th, the year 2022? We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Okay, let's begin
6: then officially according to FCC rules and regulations for the small percentage of Americans who give up lie blank
4: at Mark. Listen to this. According to a poll, one-third of Americans start buying holiday gifts two months in advance. Yeah. That's risky because a lot can happen in two months. It's like, <laughs> here's that Kanye sweatshirt you wanted. You go, hey, we well, want hey. <laughs> the box. Oh,
5: because he's uh, fallen out of favor. Mike's youngest son changes his mind so often you could never buy gifts two months ahead of time. You can't buy gifts uh, the, the two weeks ahead of time. Wow. As I brought up one of his big gifts last night, he said, yeah, I don't know if I want that anymore. The what? What? Oh. Um, it's shocking to me. I realize this is, uh, depends on your age, if, uh, but if you're of a certain age, the fact that it's going to be 2023 in a week and a half is just Unbelievable. What? We're coming up on a quarter century into this new century? <laughs> what?
6: I try not to think about it. Wow.
5: How does mailbag
6: look? It's uh, actually outstanding. It includes both contributions from Dirk Zigerman and Tony the Caustic Mormon, two of my favorite emailers.
5: You know what I was think- uh, what I was talking about just there was the significance of the passage of time. Have you ever considered oh. the significance of the passage of time? When I do, I think
6: mostly about the significance of the passage of time.
5: <laughs> anyway, we got all that stuff coming up. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC.
0: Armstrong and Getty. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view. An endless field of wildflowers or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.
7: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick
0: Strong
5: and Getty show. TikTok is the most visited website in the world, which is absolutely amazing—bigger than Facebook and Google and YouTube and all those different things. And it's a, 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 a spy mechanism for the Chinese government, and everybody knows it. And we're and we're still doing it. It's
4: it's just now come on, China.
5: Yeah, the uh,
6: intersection of creativity and entertainment, technology, and malevolent dictatorships is really interesting. They have t- it's like if Hitler had designed Monty Python's Flying
5: Circus. <laughs> <laughs> they have TikTok in China, but it's primarily education-based as opposed to entertainment-based, and they've huh. limited hours. You can't get on it like uh, the kind of hours that our kids get on it. That's funny. Even as they're shipping us
6: the uh, raw materials for fentanyl through Mexico. It's as if they're trying to destroy us, and we're letting them. Ah, Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. How about a freedom-loving quote of the day? Which I've completely forgotten to get ready. Wow, this is so good. From William Pitt the Younger. Necessity is the plea for every infringement of human freedom. It is the argument of tyrants. It is the creed of slaves. It's an emergency. We need emergency powers. COVID or, you know, the evil Chinese, whatever, emergency powers. Mm. That's really good. William Pitt the Younger there, if you need him.
5: As in Pittsburgh?
6: I'll bet, yeah, as in the uh, the governor of Pennsylvania uh, way back in the day. Way, way back in the day. Necessity is the plea for every infringement of human freedom. It is the argument of tyrants. It is the creed of slaves. Right. That's so good. Mailbag. <laughs> Dirk's a German rights. Have a great vacation, gentlemen. Stop using gender language. He actually wrote that in the email. I'm a friend of Armstrong and Getty for exactly four years. Enjoy your show. Seldom miss an hour. Uh, Generally agree with you on most issues. And when I don't, I immediately pen angry emails full of vitriol, calling you both idiots and making personal ad hominem attacks. Yes. Actually not. I just keep listening. Neither have my views confirmed or I alter my opinion based on new facts or other people's insight. And the next day I listen again. Very reasonable. Dirk, thank you, sir. Always (coughs) great hearing from you. Uh, Let's see. A nice note here. Joseph, sorry to hear about your recent encounter uh, with the emergency room due to your facial palsy. I'm in the medical field, so I say this with great confidence and sorrow. Your symptoms perfectly align with facial monkeypox. (laughs) Although this diagnosis is not surprising, given your insatiable appetite for European sodomy, (gasps) I'm nevertheless regretful to have to relay this message. I'll pray for your quick recovery. That's Tony the Caustic Mormon. There you go. (laughs) My... Insatiable appetite for European sodomy. It's true. <laughs> kind of my trademark. Moving along. Uh, Jackie also jumping on the fun with my weird medical symptoms. I know what's causing the numbness in your face. Soccer. Anyone who's tried to watch the World Cup, they'll tell you all the same thing. It's mind-numbingly boring.
4: <laughs> <laughs> eh.
6: Oh, You know, I actually have some really, infra- really interesting information on what it takes to be a World Cup referee. Their conditioning, their their conditioning requirements. There are guys who start in the NFL who couldn't make it. Wow, interesting. As a World Cup referee. Uh, Let's see. Moving along. Oh, this is so interesting. From uh, Sawyer. Uh, ah, ba 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 Heard today's segment on the immigration crisis worker shortage. Wanted to chime in. I've seen exactly what you described firsthand. I'm a millennial farmer, vineyard manager in the Willamette Valley, beautiful part of Oregon, and it's impossible to find Americans willing to do this kind of physical work. No one my age or younger even applies for our dozens of job openings. The only connection I've been able to discern is childhood experience, specifically parental expectations. Cultures where children are expected to contribute to the family at an early age. Uh, are the ones who will do anything to put food on the table. The other end of the spectrum, I have a family member who received his bachelor's degree a year and a half ago. He's still not even begun looking for his first job. He is supported by his also unemployed father, somehow. Both Laughed in my face when I offered him a job driving a tractor. Verbatim now. His father said, chuckling, my educated son's not interested in that kind of work. We're
5: scroomed. Anyway, Owen, too. We really are. We've developed a culture. Uh, I don't know how this happened of expecting different kinds of jobs for us or our kids. Or it would be too embarrassing to, to tell people our kids are working at that farm or something. I guess. I don't know. I don't know what's driving this. Or it's just yeah, too hard. Know. I don't know, but the whole idea of I'll I'll not work and live off somebody or something rather than take that job, that's unique in human history. And the idea that it's not required that
6: you contribute, it's outrageous that you be asked to contribute. I mean, that is a
5: gigantic societal shift. The young people did not raise themselves. Correct. You always have to remember. Mm -hmm. Uh, Much news of the day. We'll catch you up on. If you ever miss an hour of the show, you can grab the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
7: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals.
3: You can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
7: Oh, the weather outside is frightful But the fire is so
4: delightful Since we've no place to go no, let it snow, let it snow. President Biden has reportedly vented to allies over how much the media talks about his age. And at one point, he even said, you think I don't know how effing old I am? <laughs> so this is the real thing, yeah. staff was like, of course you do. But just to be safe, toss out a number. <laughs> now, Biden was furious and only got worse when his chief of staff said, well, he hasn't had his nap today. So let's Biden was upset. He he cursed. He ran up to his bedroom, slammed the door, cranked up Bing Crosby. You don't know me!
6: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, Wow. With that perception, how can you even seriously talk about him running again?
5: That's a political report, by the way. That's not just uh, Fox News, New York Post. Politico, with that story that the oldest ever commander-in-chief, Joe Biden, who turned 80 recently, vented to allies about how much the topic is discussed in the media. You think I don't know how effing old I am, said an exasperated Biden, according to Politico, uh, ranting to acquaintances earlier this year. Uh, He doesn't understand why the media is so fixated on his age. Because you're the oldest president by far. And you're you're showing signs of being too old.
6: Yeah, you look ancient, and you come off as very old and confused. That's why, Joe. Well, well, I don't it is what
4: hear it is it. Because he is who he is. That's right. why it is what it is.
5: An October survey found that 64% of Americans, including half of Democrats, said they were concerned about Biden's mental health. Half of Democrats, two-thirds of Americans overall. That was right after he uh, tried to recognize a so-called friend of hers doing an event who had died a couple of weeks earlier, and he had talked to her family about, you know, sorry for your loss. Then, hey, where is Jackie? Huh? It'd be good to see Jackie. But you're going to see her soon. Oh, boy. Oh. That was a little unkind. Is he actually saying to friends, why are they so focused on my age? Oh,
6: wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's right. Oh, as old as Biden is? And this is so weird. I don't believe in... (sighs) I don't believe in much, (laughs) you know, psychic phenomenon and much dream analysis and all. I just think it's your brain doing its filing and and dealing with memories and emotions and stuff like that. I don't I don't think there's any connection to
5: anything crazy, except for the ones that obviously are, and they obviously are. Every once in a while, you have a dream like that. Like what? because i i
6: I was so unclear i'm not sure exactly what part of my ramblings you're responding to well
5: i've had like uh i'll make this example up i have an example from last night i had one of my rare dreams i have like two dreams a year so uh i don't know but but uh i'll make up a different example because i don't want to use this one um uh uh, like if i was particularly worried about my kids and then i have a dream where something's about to happen to my kids you know yeah 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 sometimes it's just obvious the the pressures you're under in it having a dream. But you're right. Other than that, I think there's all kinds of dreams that happen that just are meaningless. Nothing. Just the mind working itself out. Yeah, I was. I guess I was hinting at. I don't I don't believe that uh, uh, like religious or
6: psychic things happen in dreams. Mm, okay. Um, I just think it's your brain doing what your brain needs to do while you sleep. Uh, but I was dreaming last night
5: about getting a tattoo. And this is going so that means you want to take a trip.
6: Mmm, I feel guilty about what I've done to a loved one.
5: We make that Uh, joke because we we used to have dream analysts on semi-regularly, but it seemed like every dream somebody had, it was a, you're going to take a trip soon. What? (laughs) You need a change in your life. (laughs) Right,
4: all
6: right. There was a giant cat walking down my street, and it means I need a change in my, everything. Anyway, uh, so I was dreaming about having a tattoo, and in particular... The only tattoo I've had a couple of ideas because a couple of my kids have tats, and I don't care. I have friends who have tattoos. I am not anti. I am not pro. And and my daughter says we should get a tattoo together, Dad. So anyway, the only tattoo I've really taken seriously Big is face, getting
5: face tattoo. Post Malone, that's the look you are going for.
6: Yeah, tribal uh, thing on my face, like uh, Post Malone or Mike Tyson. Yeah, exactly. No, it's some sort of First Amendment tattoo because oh, cool. I have. The government won't keep an eye on you at all. I believe the First Amendment may be the most significant writing politically in the last 500 years. I think it may be more important than anything else that's happened politically in the last 500 years. And I make my living thanks to it. I would be in jail if not for it, or beaten or tortured or dead, or what have you. And I cherish it. Anyway, so I'm dreaming about getting a First Amendment tattoo last night. I wake up this morning and see, it was on this day in 1791 that we ratified the Bill of Rights.
5: Isn't that kind of weird? I didn't realize, so it was a couple of years into uh, Washington's presidency that we got the Bill of Rights. I didn't realize that. Uh, Yeah,
6: because the Constitution passed first, right? I'm a little hazy on this stuff. I was mostly looking at girls in high school.
5: I don't know. I'll have to look a, I'll have to look on TikTok and see if it has anything about that.
6: Anyway, so happy birthday to the, the Bill of Rights. And I will tell you this. I will not quarter a single troop because I don't have to.
5: <laughs> Thank you, Third Amendment. <laughs> so this is not surprising to me. The freaking stupid media the day after the days after black friday with the record sales and then if you looked into the stories you realized it was just bunk um here are the real numbers from the wall street journal from serious people not just cheerleading i don't know what they're cheerleading November retail sales fell in the biggest drop in nearly a year. Yeah, that's not
6: shocking. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Why do you take in the
5: media? I don't know. U.S. retail sales fell sharply in November as the holiday shopping season got underway, posting their biggest drop in nearly a year. Another record set. Record-breaking Black Friday
6: shopping. The economy seems to be in much better shape than expected. Back to you.
5: Sales at U.S. retail stores, online sellers, and restaurants fell by a seasonally adjusted 0.6% in November from the previous month. Uh, that was a slowdown from the previous month. Shoppers spent less on holiday categories, including electronics, clothing, sporting goods, both online and at department stores. Wow, slowed down from October to November? Spending spending more on staples such as food and that sort of stuff. Yes! That's what we all expected. In fact, that's what the interest rate's going up. That's what it's supposed to do to choke off inflation is make us all so scared that we spend less. So they raised the interest rate another half point yesterday. But
4: it's just
5: so frustrating to me. And you're not seeing that headline today. Hey, the reality is we're all spending less. I know I'm I'm not as exuberant about buying stuff this year as I've been in years past. Neither are you, obviously.
6: Right, right. Certainly sticking your neck out at all financially just seems crazy. Everybody's kind of hunkered down and being cautious, which is what the Fed was open for.
5: Yeah.
6: Oh, man. Yesterday, if you didn't hear yesterday's show, I, I pity you. Um, but we're <laughs> we're talking about the hundreds of billions of dollars of the inflation-fueling giant stimulus acts that we passed over the last several years. There's still hundreds of billions of dollars sitting on the sideline, and governments all over the country, cities, counties, states, trying to figure out how the hell to spend it, because they have to spend it and pump more fuel into inflation. The, the, the very fact that the government decides to spend god-awful amounts of our children and grandchildren's tax dollars now because we need it now for us and then we realize oh my gosh we didn't need to spend nearly this much in fact we spent too much already it's fueling inflation you can't find a worker i mean the economy is more or less roaring ahead but we can't claw any of that money back it's got to stay out there it's got to get spent it's it's a recipe well it's at some point, insane behavior leads to insane results. It has to.
5: Uh, yes. Yes. As, I, uh, as I've as i been saying for a while, unprecedented moves will lead to unprecedented results. What they're going to yeah. be, who freaking knows? Um, here's the biggest story in the sport of basketball. Steph Curry hurt his shoulder last night and uh, is getting an MRI today. But if he ends up being out for the season or something like that, that changes the entire National Basketball Association hmm. overnight. Uh, coming up, we should do this story. It's frustrating. Is Congress really going to send 80,000 Afghans back to the Taliban? These are the people we got out. Remember, we left behind yeah. tens of thousands of Afghans that had helped us. A crime against all that is good and right. In spite of us promising to get them out. We got, uh, yeah, we got out 80,000, oftentimes just random Afghans, loading them on planes. We're going to send them back because Congress, Republicans and Democrats don't want to deal with the issue and extend whatever paperwork allows them to stay. And we're going to start flying them back to Afghanistan. That looks like that might actually
6: happen as five thousand, ten thousand Central Americans a day pour across the border. Good point. I'm telling you. Just getting ready to to start just the show today. I was just filled with this feeling of frustration. We don't, you know, we're not here to frustrate you or make you mad or anything like that. But I got to tell you, I feel I, I feel like I'm becoming unmoored from sanity because <laughs> our government has
5: become unmoored from reality. Yeah, you just uh, you hate to be unmoored at this time of year. You want to? You might want to because I think that, you know if you're building a profile on you, you're getting. Constitutional <laughs> tattoos and talking about becoming unmoored from sanity—you're you're storming the Capitol soon. It seems pretty clear to me. Uh, you know, the saving grace,
6: Jack, is that I'm a man who craves leisure. <laughs> and while storming something or other might seem appealing at one moment, the next moment I'll think, you know, it's sunny out. Maybe I'll go and take a walk with the dog.
5: <laughs> yes. So, Secret Service looks into your file and think he's got he's got the motivation and the and the and the, and the possibility of doing, but uh, he, he he craves leisure. So we don't think. <laughs> Jim, I've never seen anyone score so high on the lazy scale as this man. I just don't think he's a threat. (laughs) Oh, my God. More news of the day. Text line is 415-295-KFTC.
0: The Biden administration is weighing whether to send a handful of U.S. troops to Ukraine to track American weapons in an effort to fend off criticism from House Republicans who would like to cut funding to Ukraine.
5: We have no credible information that would indicate that there's been any diversion of Ukrainian assistance into illicit means.
0: On Monday, President Biden, at a Toys for Tots event, appeared to shoot down the idea of sending any U.S. troops to Ukraine. Are we sending
4: troops to Ukraine? Yeah. No, we're sending material like we have,
0: billions of dollars. $50 billion in aid to date this year.
5: All right, we'll see what happens when the Republicans take over in January, if that continues. Um, different story uh, that I came across from Elliot Ackerman's Twitter feed. He's the guy who wrote The Fifth Act. If I was going to re- recommend a single book this year, it'd be The Fifth Act. Listen to it in audiobook form if you have any time off during Christmas. God, it should be required for schools, I think. I, I learned so much about the history of our involvement in wars and how we handle vets and all these different things. is absolutely fantastic. I agree completely. It's fantastic. But the, uh, the thing that he tweeted out is this story. Will Congress really send 80,000 Afghans back to the Taliban? Failure by both Republicans and Democrats to pass the Afghan Adjustment Act this year means that Afghans admitted here after Kabul Kabul fell will lose their temporary U.S. parole status next year and could be shipped back. And it doesn't look like there's any will to address this from either side. And I'll get into uh, the reasons in just a little bit. Now, you know we left tens of thousands of people behind. It's just a horror. It's one of the worst things our country has ever done. We did get 80,000 people out, most with the help of... uh, the U.S. military kind of rambling, scrambling, throwing people on planes, trying to get them out there before the Taliban finally closed in on the Capitol and closed down the, the uh, airport so that they could go back to stoning women who didn't cover their face and all the things that they do, which they are doing on a daily basis there in Afghanistan. It's just horrible. Uh, now, unbelievably, Congress seems to ready to kick out those who made it here in 2023, it's a bipartisan bill that would give these refugees a path to permanent residency, but it's almost dead because political leaders from both parties have chosen to ignore it. If it doesn't pass, there's virtually zero chance it'll be put forward next year. Republicans, it would seem, reading a quote from Chuck Grassley, Republicans, it would seem, are concerned that some of these people weren't vetted properly, and so there's the danger of uh you're for this, one of these people turns out to be a terrorist or something. Something happens and it gets tied to you. The Democrats, this is pretty obvious. I thought, okay, so why are the Democrats against it? They don't want anything that calls attention to the disaster that was the ending in Afghanistan. Because that would dredge back up that whole story again. And they don't want that. Better to just let this thing die and those people get shipped back to Afghanistan to have than to have this be in the news again and have this hung around Joe Biden's neck you know, as we get closer and closer to a presidential election. So both wow. parties have a reason to ignore it. And it looks like it's just, at least for now, not going anywhere.
6: I, I don't know what to do with this information. I don't know it's either. Just, it seems like everything we bring up today ends up in the same place. An utterly feckless, irresponsible government. You know, if I our Spanish-speaking friends ought to say to the Afghans, Solo desaparece en las calles," which means just vanish into the streets. And, yes, my pronunciation was loathsome, and I apologize for it. Uh, but we are admitting millions of people from Central America over the southern border and just giving them a notice to appear, turning them loose into El Paso and Eagle Pass and, and Nogales and San Diego wherever else. And uh, But the, the, the 80,000 Afghans, we're going to put them on planes and send them back to their doom? What the hell?
5: It's absolutely amazing. Anyway, so we'll be following this story into the new year. So what do you think of this? My oldest son owes me money. Don't make a fool of me, man. Don't make a fool of me, man. Tomorrow. Have it by tomorrow. If you haven't watched Stewie beat the crap out of Brian from Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> because it's a little grim. You've got to have a tolerance for grim. Well, you also have to appreciate if you owe somebody money, you got to pay him back. <laughs> All right, Tony Soprano. <laughs> so my uh, my oldest son who's 12 he bought a, a really expensive scooter this past year and he had half the money for it but he didn't have the other half of the money and he really wanted and i probably didn't make a good decision it probably would have been a great lesson in delayed gratification for him to save up all the money and wait until he could finally afford it and appreciate it in the way you appreciate things you wait for and all that sort of stuff but i didn't do that i uh i fronted him half the money which was a couple hundred bucks And he had the other couple hundred bucks that he'd saved up from, you know, birthdays and Christmas cards and chores and that sort of stuff. And -hmm. he got this uh, super cool, expensive scooter. He's really, really into scootering. And so he still owes me a couple of hundred dollars. And I remind him of it uh, semi-regularly. And uh, (laughs) so for Christmas, he was making his Christmas list. He wants his debt absolved for a Christmas gift. Wow. And I budding young Democrat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it just does not feel right. I'm not leaning toward doing it, but I was just throwing it out there. Just It doesn't feel. First of all, what kind of a Christmas gift is? Congratulations, you no longer owe this much money. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Um, I guess it seems to work for voters. Congratulations, you don't have to pay your student loan debt. Seem seemed to be very exciting for people. But right. it's just it's not it's not the same thing. It's a, you know what I'm going to play with this afternoon? I'm going to play with my brand new debt absolvement. You know, it works on paper,
6: but there's something funky about it, no uh,
7: doubt.
5: Right, and plus, it's yeah. it's it doesn't help with the whole lesson of, you know, you, 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 but actually, this is a good lesson if he's old enough to absorb it. Because when you finally figure out about credit card debt, it's just not as much fun to pay for whatever that was you put on your credit card a year later. It's right. just not as much fun. You know, at the time, you were all excited about this new whatever. Uh, sure, I don't mind. That's all right with me. But now that it's in the closet or the garage or you lost it or wherever it is, it broke, and right. you still owe the money on it, it's right. not very exciting to pay that down. That, that's a, its own decent lesson. That
6: is a good lesson. That's a great lesson. Yes, on the
5: other, the other hand, this is the season of Santa
6: coming down the chimney and saying, uh, put your right thumb in the ink there, press it right there. Sign here, if you could initial here, please, and here and here. Sign and date here. There you go. You own that scooter. You got six months ago. Thanks. I'm on my way. (laughs) Bye, Santa. (laughs) (laughs) Have you suggested that maybe stuff that he no longer plays with or whatever he sells to earn that money?
5: Wow, I don't think he can get it. You can't. You can't get anything out of anything used. But yeah, selling off his stuff, maybe donating plasma, whatever, whatever it takes to earn a little money.
6: Well, now, wait a minute. I've long expressed a desire of uh, taking the blood of the young to rejuvenate
5: myself. Maybe we can work something out. (laughs) Is debt absolvement a good Christmas present? That's my question. (laughs) Uh, The border continues to be a mess. It's completely out of control. The media is starting to pay attention. We'll have that an hour or two. If you miss an hour, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty on demand.
0: Armstrong and Getty.